0: I call this part of the Torah, this is, some people would say uh, more eloquently, it's the parts where the Israelites, chapter 11 through chapter 25, the book of Numbers, question authority. I just call it the kvetching, uh, the kvetching. This is the height of kvetching in kvetchology. This is the, uh, it begins literally out of the blue. It comes out of nowhere. Chapter 11 begins, The people took the complaining bitterly before God. A fire breaks out in the camp after this complaining. God was upset. And they called that place the place of burning. Tabera. Ki va'aravam for God's fire burned there. And then this asaf suf, that are called the riffraff or the rabble. Asaf suf are the the stragglers, the ones who who came out of Egypt hanging on the coattails of the the Israelite exodus. Hitavu ta'ava. They had a, JPS translates it as a gluttonous craving, but it's not really, they had a craving for craving. They had a craving for craving. They began to cry, to, cry, to weep. Who will feed us meat in verse 4? And then here comes the revisionist memory of those who are in a place of constriction. We remember the fish, Asher nochal b'mitzrayim b'chinam. We remember the fish that we ate in Egypt for free. Etakishuim, <laughs> the leeks, the melons, I'm sorry, the cucumbers, of the avatihim, the melons, hachatsir, the leeks, the bitsalim, the onions and the shumim, the garlic. Now there is nothing at all. It literally means our souls are dry. kol. we don't there's no thing. Bilti Elhaman enenu. All we have is this mana to look forward to. So the Midrash says, free? You got fish for free in Egypt? That's what the Midrash says. Free? They didn't even give you hay to make bricks. You had to go get your own hay. And they were giving you fish for free? What are you talking about? That's what the Midrash says. And then it goes on to say, well, and then there are two different camps on how to explain this aspect of free, that it was given free. First, there are those who try to actually make it work. It was free because there were many who worked in, right, they were, even though they were slaves in various, right, we know what it's like to be, to be let's say, a servant in someone's home. You get free food because they want you to work harder, right? So they give you food so you can work. So there are some who work that way. Yes, they really, indeed, they got free food. Okay. Then there are some who say, well, chinam doesn't really mean free. It means, and there are other instances of the Torah where the Torah is magzim, the Torah is exaggerating. It really means bizol. You really got it cheap. You got it on the, on the cheap, right? Because there was so much fish, as some of them say, from the Nile River it would come up, and there was fish was everywhere. So they got it cheap, and now they're in the desert. There's no fish. The, the, there's another Midrash that says like this, and this is the most... I think, interesting. Chinam min mitzvot Chinam min mitzvot Chinam means free from mitzvot, from ethical and moral obligations. The Midrash, as Nechama Leibowitz explains, is trying to pick up on something very intuitive. Is the kvetching really about something? Or is the kvetching, is the complaining, is the dissatisfaction related to a newfound responsibility that they would rather not have, right? So all of a sudden, it's, a, it's, it's asymptomatic, right? All of a sudden, they start to confession about something that's unsatisfying. But they have mana. Talk about free. It can't get more free than mana, they say, oh, listen, we wish that we were back in Egypt when we had the free fish and, not, and we had side dishes. We had garlic, we had melon, we had leek, we had all these other things. They, they all brought them out on a tray, and we had our fish. And now all we have to look forward to is this free mana that comes down all the time that we just have to walk outside of our tents and get. So Nechamu Leibu says very beautifully that, that When we feel burdened, when we feel, when we feel, in a sense that we don't want to take on a certain responsibility or whatever it might be, when we feel pinched, it's very unlikely that we'll be able to really identify what it is that's pinching us. Often, we begin to just, hit avu we just complain or we crave for the sake of craving. We can't locate it. And if we could locate it, she says beautifully, if we could have located it, Then we would have really, we would have been able to ask for what we needed. Another thing that I wanted to share is the question, Mi achilenu basar, who will feed us meat? Right? When Moses recounts this complaint to God, he brings the complaint to God, he doesn't say that they asked, who will give us meat? He just says, Where will I get meat for them? In other words, the assumption is. That they came to Moses and the way that Moses brings it to God is they were wondering how I, Moses, will give them meat. And I don't know how. But there are some of who say, there are some commentators who say that really the question was much deeper. We've lost our faith in you, God. We really don't know if it's possible for you to do all the things. We still need reassurance. We're so far from that belief that we had. Only a couple of months before so, this whole period, this whole episode, is really an episode of being able to identify and have faith in what it is that's being given, to have a check on our cravings so that we can identify what's really the root of the problem. So, Nu, what's the bracha here? What's the Torah trying to, to give us a bracha? And I think the lesson, the bracha, that I'm always understanding from this part of the Torah is this. That there are two great disappointments in life. There's not getting what you want and getting what you want. <laughs> Dissatisfaction doesn't arise from an object. We don't, there aren't things that disappoint us. Disappointment is a phenomena of consciousness. Within each and every one of us, there is a a quality that, if cultivated, called the appreciation faculty. You have eyesight, you have ear, we have all of the senses, and there's another sense perception, which is an appreciation. Someone once said, Appreciation or thankfulness is the posture of an enlightened heart. The posture of an enlightened heart is appreciation. So I wanted to call forward for this bracha, a a giving of chizuk, a giving of strength to us, to be able to locate the places that are the real disappointments, the real dissatisfaction, what it really is, like what's really happening. And if we can, to to cultivate removing dissatisfaction from objects and placing it squarely where it belongs in the faculty of perception that is appreciation and to develop that. That's my kavanah for this aliyah. If that speaks to you, please come forward for the second aliyah. <laughs>